warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. Pieces, absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Hello everyone, this is Dan. You know where you are, baby. You're in pieces and pieces. A minute-by-minute-ish podcast covering J.P. Simons, 81, 82, 83, who knows? I feel like 81 is the right thing to say. But early 80s, the, uh, yeah, slasher pieces. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. We are, we left off last time at minute, where were we? Minute 21. Um, the uh, gal at the pool, who has many names, uh, is about to get attacked by the killer with the chainsaw. And then we cut to a sort of nerdy kid entering the library, and Francine is there. This episode is going to cover minutes 22 through 24. I was going to go sort of whole hog and expand it a little uh, farther out, but I decided that was a good point. Uh, we're, we're basically we're covering... From the nerd, nerdy can entering to talk to Francine briefly to the moment where Willard is at the pool trying to escape from the cops and Sergeant Holden puts the gun to his back and says, like, I'm going to shoot you, you big jerk. Stop being a jerk. And and that's the scene ends and the gal's been killed and, and such. So And then the next scene we will discuss the, the crime scene and, and the killing and, the, and the, the aftermath of it. But this is the discovery of the crime scene. Um, the first uh, proper conversation with Kendall, the discovery of what sort of the killer is doing with these bodies and other stuff but before we begin i have to and this is super fun this is super fun a very good guy a guy named matt minter i believe that's if, if i'm getting the print mintier no uh, um a, guy, a gentleman named matt who is uh is, a, is enjoying the podcast says he, he he basically he messaged me earlier on and this was this was pretty interesting uh he, he basically said to me that I, i've got to, i realized something you may not be aware of oh and by the way i'm calling this a minute with mad although it'll probably take me a minute because everything takes me more than a minute dan i just realized something you may not be aware of and he's absolutely correct listening to pieces you mentioned the killer kid has two closets something i'd never thought about before I was watching the scene from Pod People, where the kid is searching for Trumpy, and realized he also has two closets. Upon close comparison, I'm pretty sure both movies use the same room. The layout seems to be the same. They seem to have the same wallpaper. They also both have framed butterfly images, though I think they're hung in different places in each movie. Now, if you remember the yeah the layout of the the kid's bedroom in the beginning, he had a, like there was a on, on the wall that we were looking at. There was a closet on the left. There was like a dresser or something in the middle, and then a closet on the right uh, with an entrance over on the right and like a desk on the left with the um, New England Patriots thing and and such. Um, and I had sort of uh, asked um, be, because I was sort of thinking like where I grew up as a kid, um, uh, three thirteen Berry Road around Coit, New York, Berry Road and Seneca. Um, um, Avenue, I think it was Seneca Avenue, was it? Um, in Irondequoit, I had one closet, my mom had one closet, my sister had one closet. Kingsgate North, where I grew up from the mid 80s to the mid 90s, 
one closet, one closet, one closet. Heck, the, the, the room I spent most of my time in in that house, I had a closet that the builders never finished putting the doors on. So I just had these big wooden doors, unfinished doors that I used to place against the entrance to the closet. So when I wanted to get in the closet, I'd have to lift the doors and move them to one side. But yeah, I, I can't think of... I mean, I'm sure there are frou-frou, she-she places where you have two closets that aren't like connecting. But um, yeah, yeah, that was the thing. As I mentioned it, Matt was like, hey, check this out. He's right. I I I am ninety nine point nine percent certain that he's right. Go go watch Pod People, um, whichever obviously Pod People is directed by J P Simon a little bit after this uh, pieces this uh, movie pieces and uh, it, well, I'm not going to go into the movie. It, it's best known I think for it's showing on MST. It's like the second or third third uh, third episode I think of season three, which meant it aired in like summer of ninety one. Can you believe that? 29 years ago. I remember watching that episode when it aired. I remember watching it at Thanksgiving of 91. It aired in the evening during their 30-hour turkey day. But Pod People was on there, and there are scenes when he's raising the little baby Trumpy, and then he becomes the big Trumpy. And there, there's a scene, um, uh, one where they're over on the right side of the room, and um, I think Crow says something like, I want to be in the theater, or something like that. And the kid crosses the room, and you see the closet door behind him on the right then he passes a dresser thing then there's a closet door on the left and a desk right there and he puts something that's almost like a puzzle box i forget what it is on the ground and there's the rug look at the wallpaper it is the same wallpaper it's the same layout closet closet with like a dresser in the middle there's that rug it's the same freaking room so what does that mean that means because this movie takes place in uh pot people takes place in i don't know 83 84 something like that and the scene we saw is 42. So is it the same house? Is it the same architect, maybe? I mean, I don't think Pod, Pe- Pod People, that house is meant to be in the middle of nowhere. But could it be some, Could it be a post-apocalyptic Boston that's been destroyed and just has this one house? But it's the same house. So does that mean that pieces in Boston... Pieces in Boston. So does that mean that pieces in Pod People take place in the same universe? There's some sort of jp simon cinematic universe and this was phase one and you know we never got the other phases kind of thing i mean i don't i don't know i um we're slugs i bet if we all watch slugs this same um room pops up in it but isn't it fascinating i mean it's the same freaking room they use the same freaking room and didn't they cover it in blood wasn't there blood all over i thought there was they cleaned it out pretty good yeah so thank you so much matt because i think I believe you're right. The kid and pod people and the killer kid in who's now the grown-up killer in pieces share the same bedroom, just decades apart, 40 years apart. Mm. So uh, let me let me play you this, and we will actually get into uh, the episode proper. But that that was a minute with Matt, which took about four minutes. Ah, what are you going to do? That happens. Thanks again, Matt. Listen to this. <laughs> Like I said, basically what happens in this minute, I, I, I don't quite know what this this several minutes at a time thing. I don't quite know how to work it. I guess we'll start at the beginning. But, it, yeah, it does begin with this. Um, in the Spanish version, the kid's name is Alistair. 
Um, I'm not sure what his name is. Do you hear it in this minute? I don't know. I'm just calling him the nerdy kid. He shows up. He gives Kendall a note. Kendall looks very um, worried. And, uh, and then it cuts to, uh, of the three minutes, more than a minute of it. So, so there, there are three main sequences. There's this opening scene in the library. There's a scene with Willard by the pool. And then there's the middle scene, which lasts like a minute and 10 seconds, which is basically the killer arriving back in wherever it is they live. And they have kind of this cool, and this feels European to me. I, I don't, um, I don't see this in any room I've ever lived in but you open the door and there's like um there's a there's um sort of a space in be you know the the door isn't like right at the ground level when it swings I mean not that it's against the door you know what I mean you know what I mean it's a door you've opened doors but this is a door and there's like a space like I don't know a six inch space or something right above it like there's meant to be a step there or something or or you're stepping down into another it's 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 kind of weird but 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 as the killer moves through the room it looks just like a regular room so i'm not i'm not sure what i mean is that a european thing i don't know um but yeah and you see the killer and one of i just love the the weirdness of this movie sometimes is it dumb oh sure it's dumb uh is it is it sleazy oh sure it's sleazy uh is it it's a goofball you're right it's goofball but there are just some moments like this scene with the killer and the sack um, and this weird, like, freezer. I almost, expect, I almost expect to see, like, Lucille Ball in it. Like, going, ah, killer, let me out. And But we'll talk about that in a minute. And then it goes to Willard, who is apparently in the middle of the night or whenever the hell. The, well, it's not the middle of the night because people are still at the library. It's, let's, say, let's say, nine in the evening, eight, nine in the evening, and it's dark. He's still wandering around with those huge shears. I mean, he, he wanders into the... Um, the I don't know where the hell he wanders into the room from. I'm, I'm gonna have to, to look at that in a minute when I get to that. But yeah, he he's in the room with the pool, and it looks like I don't know. Is he gonna trim some plants? Why are the shears so huge? Just a little trimmer, little trimmer, guys. You know, I used to, you know, I um I used to work at a at a, a office. I used to work at, you know, uh, once a week the plant guys would come in and trim all the plants and do all the stuff. None of them ever came in with garden shears that were you know longer than my arm. No, that they're not that long, but they're very long garden shear so it's wacky that he's going in there and it's great too because he immediately he sees kendall and kendall runs away and then he sees the chainsaw and da 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 and then he sees the body and pieces and then there's the rumble and then um uh, was a sergeant holden puts the gun to his back where the minute ends and that that's sort of so let, let's go through so let's take this in three segments let, let's start with um the kid who i guess i'm calling alistair and he strolls into the library and he goes to talk to Francine, who we saw in the previous minute. She's a sort of the very blasé, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say um, New England gal, I'm going to say blasé Spanish gal. Uh, although, although for all I know, she, she could have been like a Boston local, but she, but she looks, she looks, um, I don't know, am I being horribly racist when I do that? I don't know, she looks, she looks like, like more like she's probably from J.P. Simon's hometown than, you know, uh, someone who would frequent uh, Cheers. And and I do like that. You see Francine, and she's um she's so bored when she sees this nerdy kid. It's great because in the Spanish version, he says, "Are you free this afternoon?" Although it's clearly nighttime, and but but that sort of makes more sense that it, because he says to her, "Are you free tonight?" And she gives him a look and his withering glance. Who gives a shit? And walks away. And it's that great sort of 
the thing you know what they say about sugar what do they say about sugar it's that great dubbing where it's like they're just throwing in words even though mouths aren't moving that kind of thing and uh, and it's a little more controlled and calm in the spanish version and i will say the spanish version the music the music during the scene with the killer and the the sack is great in both versions some of the do 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 got a little repetitive on the spanish one but it's it's nice and eerie in in the um in in this in spanish version but but anyways yeah francine gives him a look and um i do applaud his um francine you know she's lovely i i don't vouch for her hair and um that look she gives um she's probably had this happen a lot so she's just tired she just wants to do her studying and well she's a good um you know uh, i don't know i'm looking at the book she's reading she's almost halfway through it so whatever book it is i hope she's enjoying it and uh, but, but i do applaud this guy whatever his name is the nerdy guy like just going up to this you know cute gal and saying hey what are you doing tonight you know and i i got an answer she's probably studying in the library i don't mean to sound too obvious but um and i guess i suppose the library closes like 10 or something like that maybe he means what are you doing afterwards i mean i know um when i when i my, my first semester or two of college like time didn't seem to matter you know, if, if we finished a class at 10, that didn't mean that we weren't all going to go hang out, you know, friends or, you know, gal I hung out with, you know, in there. This doesn't mean we're gonna hang, we weren't going to hang out till like 1 or 2 in the morning, get 3 or 4 hours of sleep, and then start going to class kind of thing. That's just the way, that's just the way it was going. No, it wasn't until a couple of years into college where we were like, okay, well, maybe I should go to bed slightly earlier. And part of it, too, like I, I think I mentioned earlier um, in the previous episode, yeah, my first year of college, I was in a double room that they'd made into a triple and it was so crowded it was so unpleasant and it was just i don't even know how i made it from september to like mid-may with like one month off in the middle of that i have no concept of how i did that part of that was i met a nice gal and i spent some evenings at her uh place um but she was in a, she was in a triple too but she was in an actual triple that was a triple Whereas I, yeah, I mean, you should have seen the size of this room. You would have looked at it and gone, wait a minute, three grown, like, 18-year-old men, one of whom, like, played baseball and football, lived in this tiny room. Eh. But but, but I, I can sort of see what he's doing. What Are you free tonight? She, if Yeah, like I said, if she if it's ended at 10 and, and maybe she's going to spend, yeah, we did all kinds of crazy stuff and it didn't really matter. If, if they're in the first year of college, I, I can't really tell uh, what they're meant to be in, in, in here. And I don't think it matters. So yeah, Francine gives him the withering look and he goes away and then he talks to Kendall. And he does sort of mention um, that, uh, you know, I, I was given this message a half hour ago from the dean's office. And I like that. There's kind of the thing. And this will come up later. The dean will mention it later. But there is the weirdness of why was a message delivered to the dean's office. And, 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 and he does say, like, um, Grace can deliver her own message. Grace is the secretary. And at first I thought, was Grace the, um, was Grace the gal who got killed by the pool? No, no, no. She was... Uh, Jenny, Susan, what the hell was her name? I forget. But um, th- but there is something weird about um, it being delivered to the dean's office, which may come into play later on. But he does sort of, the, the kid, the nerdy guy, he does say, like, I've been looking all over for you. Where were you? And um, in the Spanish version, he says, I was here before, more or less, and you weren't here. So yeah, I guess the implication being that Kendall snuck out, sneaked out, sneak, snoo, snook, snooked out, and possibly killed the gal although why would he that just seems foolish he looks so excited to be i mean 
I, I mean, I get, unless he's meant to be nuts. He's in the same clothes, though. I, they, they don't say where he went to, but there's something about, like, you know, if a really cute gal, like I was sitting in the library in college and a really cute gal threw me a note saying, hey, let's have sex in the pool in an hour. My first thought wouldn't be, let me go get the chainsaw. My first thought would be, rubber patrol i'm sorry i'm kidding that's well no it would have had to have been you know you want to be you want to be safe although in the pool ah that's another podcast so anyway um so yeah so you see kendall and it's um it's it's slightly odd because you're like are they making him out to be um uh and they, they are they're 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 sort of trying to make him out to be a um a um uh, uh um uh, suspect but I like I like that he's wearing Kendall's wearing a flannel which I used to wear on the outside over a t-shirt but he's got the flannel tucked in and buttoned up and he's got this lovely it's almost a wintry sort of sweater jacket thing on but not quite and um you know he's a good looking guy and that's um but that that's a goofball that's a goofball sweater he's wearing um uh so um yeah, so so uh, so Kendall's there and he's talking to his nerdy friend and and um uh, though Kendall does look to me significantly older than the nerdy friend, but the nerdy friend could be uh, a freshman and Kendall might be a senior for all we know, finishing up his 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 stuff and you, you know you get some more great lines that more great throwaway lines with oh if it's bad news I could kill myself no, no you're fine good I'm too young to die which sort of is is off to one side and uh, then you get the scene in the um the killer's room and you get i mean i just so you see like you see it's it's a it's um you you can see when you look at the room that it's clear if it's meant to be kendall then kendall has the squarest looking dorm room in the place and you're like well maybe he's got housing off campus well when you see this i mean the the killer is dragging a heavy blood-soaked sack which is clearly Heavy, I said heavy, and so so it's like we we were wondering in the previous episode how do you get the chainsaw in there, and this one is like how do you, how how no one see? Well, maybe it was dark and he found the right places to go to. Maybe maybe it's like okay, she's going to the pool, so I know I can go to the pool because I can get there, kill her, and then drag. Um, yeah, uh, what I need to drag back, and that's it's it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like like. I, I've said it. I've said it many times before on this, but what a strange form of entertainment, huh? I mean, here's a minute-long scene of a guy with basically a young woman's, t- forgive me, torso in a sack covered with blood, carrying it across this room, and then putting it in a freezer with a head in it. I. I guess this was probably like a Grand Guignol. This is probably like really early forms of it, like your Colosseum kind of thing. Um, in the Colosseum, we call them as we see them, you know, and, and it's just this, it's such a weird, you know, it's one thing to um, have all the goofiness of the film in it, but there's there's something else about like dragging the body parts around. Again, I saw someone, another review that was like describing how misogynistic it is. And uh, I guess, I guess it just seems like it just seems like a plot idea to me. Like I've like I've said before, you know, I I, I don't know. Am I trying to wrestle with myself over something that's never bothered me, over a film that I have seen 
20 times over the past 30 years. I don't know why it's bothering me now. I guess because I'm going in-depth into it. But there is something about him like dragging the torso of a young woman in a bloody sack across a campus and placing it in this huge freezer. And where's that freezer? Don't they know he has a freezer? And the only things he has in the freezer is the head and, and the t torso. <laughs> torso. Fun film. Fun giallo. Um but there's there's something about it where it's um yeah it's it's just a it's i mean it, i i like the sort of disconnected feel of it like whenever they cut to the killer with the dresser and the puzzle and the freezer it's all in another spot it's all in another place you know like maybe Maybe he did like, a, was it H.H. Holmes, where when he built his like murder hotel, he would hire a bunch of architects, they'd build a portion of it, then he'd fire them. Then he'd bring in another bunch of architects and they'd build another port, then he'd fire them. So no one ever quite knew exactly what the layout was because he kept getting rid of it. So maybe it was something like he had someone build, a, they had someone build, and then they fired them at the freezer was, you know, and I'm not finishing sentences here, but it's such a strange surreal moment because you had the library and then you have this woman being attacked at the pool and then we'll have the scene with willard and the the fighting with the cops and and you just get this i mean i just think it's it's a weird i mean it's a weird ass scene isn't it i mean there's there's no need to show it right there's no need to i mean because we'll see in a little bit what he's what's missing what piece is missing from the gal's body so is there a need to show him going to this and i love the fact that it it doesn't if you watch it, it's like it doesn't it doesn't show him dragging a body to um you know like across a room through a door to the freezer door. It shows him dragging a body past a chair. The chair sort of fills up the frame, then it cuts to darkness, then a light goes on, and he's at the freezer. So presumably this apartment or this dorm room or this space has this enormous freezer. And I mean, it's a walk-in freezer. I mean, it's a freezer when he opens the door. There is a huge room. He drags the sack through the room. And there's another door beyond that that he puts the torso in the sack with the head in. I just love it. I mean, to me, that's surreal. Isn't that surreal? I mean, isn't that? I mean, I mean, it will become more surreal, I guess, as we as we go along in some respects. But I think it's just the the mix of like this sort of mundane. What are you doing this evening? Uh, withering look. Uh, who gives a shit? You know, there, it's the mix of that with the gruesomeness of it and the the gore of it and the, the we don't care how gory it is gore of it mixed with just the surrealness of in the middle of all this hustle bustle of this campus, this. Person dressed in black with the gloves and the hat and the shielded face and everything is able to just pull, ch take chainsaws around and then drag. I mean, how do you get the head around? What do you put that? I mean, I guess he could maybe like had a bowling bag. Oh, you going bowling? Um, whoever you are, yes, I am going bowling. Thank you very much. And that could be a man or a woman. When I say he throughout, that doesn't mean. Well, uh, no, again. Well, no, it's. I was going to say, it's uh, it's horror, so it, we could all be up in the air. I was, yeah. So, anyway, so that's that scene. I really like that scene. I, I think, I think, I mean, it's gruesome, yes, but there's something about it that's kind of scary, too, that, that kind of, not, not scares me like, um, like, well, uh, kind of scares me, but um, just, just sort of creeps me out, kind of gets in there. It's like, ooh, yuck, you know, just that there's someone like this doing that. 
uh, scares me. So then we go to then we go to a Willard, and the th- the thing with Willard, it's funny. It's like they kind of shoot themselves in the foot slightly because like if Kendall's a student, then whatever that room is. That ain't his room. He doesn't have access to a huge freezer like that. That's within a... Maybe he would have access to a freezer, but he wouldn't have access to a freezer that was in a room. And like I said, the room is square. And then Willard, they've made clear, is doing like a um, like an independent contractor job for them. So he wouldn't be... Uh, that wouldn't be his room. He wouldn't have his own... I mean, maybe he could, I guess, taking it off campus or something, but that doesn't... That doesn't make any sense, especially when he, like in this scene, like he he strolls into the he's in the pool area already. I, I'm think you you don't sort of see him. Um, yeah, I guess he like, I guess there are two doors to the pool. Well, that would make sense, and he kind of comes in some sort of side door to the pool and strolls along past. Not much. There are a couple like vine things and stuff, and then there's that chainsaw just sitting by these all these curtain windows, and there's Kendall by the door that we saw earlier. So there are two doors, and you get no sense of the space for the room, which is fine. And then, well, he, actually, the shears that he has aren't as huge as I remember them being. He's a big guy, though. There's every good chance if I was standing by those shears, they'd be much larger. But yeah, there's there's something about you. You can't quite tell from Willard's face when he puts his hand on the handle of the chainsaw and like puts his fingerprints on there, and everything's covered in blood around there. You can't quite tell if. I mean, I mean, you would think he's like. My first thought is, I shouldn't have done that. Fingerprints, but part of the look on his face is almost like, wait, blood? Oh my gosh! Which which fits in with the goofiness of the movie. And then he sees one of my favorite shots. That really weird ass shot of just body parts with a head and a head resting against a leg and an arm and another leg and another arm and like kidneys and livers and she's got a lot of kidneys and livers there's a lot of organs and and blood in the pool and it's just it's a you only see the shot for a brief second and if you blink you might miss it but we'll see more of it later but there's something about it where it's like whoa the film went to there wow you know it's one thing to decapitate the gal but it's another to you know like he took her torso so in order to take her torso he cut her head off he cut her arms off he cut her leg off he presumably cut her off in the waist area i i don't know actually now that i think about that did he take just torso and groin area i don't know i don't know um uh yeah that's uh yeah, that's something so yeah and then and then and then uh and then he tries to leave but um kendall has brought back the cops and all the cops are there and they get into a big fight you get the obligatory cop who goes flying through the air into the pool and i love kendall rushes in with the most ineffective um board that he he cracks against the guy and it's 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 fun it's one of those things i think we said earlier um i, I said earlier definitely that um uh, uh, that he and another guy, the actor and, and another guy, um, did um, Spencer and Hill ripoffs in Italy, and it's almost like if this were one of those ripoffs, this would be a comedy scene, you know, with like a wacky board that gets hit against him, and you know, do, does nothing, and he kicks a guy into the pool and everything like that, and when the guy with the board tries to hit him again, he kind of runs away. Oh, you know, it would be it would be a pure um pure comedy scene if this were in one of those ripoffs but as it stands um it's it's not and it's it's just um it's 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 just beaten up and huh i just i just noticed something i guess um I, I guess this is continuity. I think that's Kendall. But you see, like, Kendall tries to hit him with the board the second time, and then he runs away. 
and then a cop grabs it, Willard. Willard kind of flips him, spins him around, slams the guy up against the wall. And then in the next shot, you get the um, sergeant, what is it, Holden with the gun. Don't move. Um, but but in there, you could see clearly when, when, when Willard f- spins the guy around, slams him up against the wall, you could see someone is there. Someone is right up against the door looking at them. And I think it's Kendall. You only see them for a second. And then when it cuts to the long shot, they're gone. I think it's Kendall. What is Kendall doing back? He, like, ran away. He came back for a split second, and then he's gone again. There you go. So Willard, um, I mean, I get the feeling that Willard may have dealt with stuff like this before, so that's why he goes so crazy here. I don't know for certain. But, um, yeah, he doesn't, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't, um, yeah, trying to beat them all up. And it's funny that no one, like, thought to come in with a gun. You know, possibly um, if if Kendall ran out and was immediately... I, I like so Kendall ran out was immediately able to find this pack of cops wandering around. I don't know. That's Kendall, I guess. We don't really know Kendall that well. We don't really know anyone that well. But we are only 24 minutes into this 25 and a half uh, hour and 25 and a half minute long film. So, But we are only 24 minutes into this 85 and a half minute long film. So who knows? We'll get to learn about everyone soon. But... Yeah, that's that's these these three minutes here. It's um, setting up more red herrings with Kendall and and Willard, um, but also not quite because the killer seems to be someone different from them, and some fighting and some really gory stuff on the ground and a freezer and a weirdness and a craziness and who's that nerdy guy and what is Francine doing tonight? Just studying at the library? Maybe we'll never find out. But that's 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 pieces and pieces seven. I want to thank Matt again uh, at the start of this episode for those revelations about bedrooms. And uh, we will wrap it up. So, we, yeah, we're at mid-24, and the next episode will cover, as always, I've no idea, the next few minutes, that the rest of the movie, the next minute, I don't know. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I, I do appreciate the feedback I've gotten. Hey, hey, the first few minutes of this episode were devoted, was devoted to that, so no arguments there. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, be good to yourselves, be safe, be well, and listen to this. Mm-hmm.